A creature with a face like a halibut? Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Kivecast. Lando's halibut-faced co-pilot takes center stage in this month's show as Sky and Steve return to the silver mic after taking a little hiatus for personal reasons outlined in the show. The Brock Walker comes on to discuss Nien Nub hard copies, toll toys, toy shop auctions, proofs, a Coca-Cola tumbler, plus an epic market watch game that proves that James Bond is better than Prince on the next Vintage Pod. Wampa Wampa. Welcome to Kivecast 102. Steve, it's it's good to be back recording a real episode again. Yes, yeah, it's been, I feel like I say this all the time, but it's been a little while. <laughs> it has been. Well, you know, we're, we're approaching our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And in our old age, we're <laughs> taking a, a less, you know, panicked pace. You know, we go at a good pace. Um, yeah. I, I'm drinking from my Emperor Cup, as I mentioned a few months ago. Um, I retired that for my kids using it because it turns out the amount of lead in them is dangerous after five touches. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of the times we, we that one had quite a few more. <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to doubt the wisdom because it tastes funny. Like the water tastes funny. So halfway through this episode, I might um, either sort of pass out or or switch my, my water cup. <laughs> so good, that was episode 102. So we'll see yep. you guys next month. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, it's it's good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was nice to to kind of start thinking about the, a classic style episode again, and and um, I think this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to be talking about well, who I call Nia Nub. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we will be talking about that, Steve. I might have a change of heart. I, I've been thinking about it. About your pronunciation? Yeah, yeah, about my ah. pronunciation. You know, because it's important okay. to admit when you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so if the rest of the world won't do that, maybe I'll have to. <laughs> yeah you know it's a you gotta fight the fight <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's been a long time so our last real episode steve was 101 and that was the one where i sort of had the interview with michael havens tacked on at the end yes right yeah how, how was that for you listening to that steve we, <laughs> uh-huh. we have not talked about this by the way since no since, no uh, no like, since i i put that on the episode i don't yeah i don't think we definitely haven't um i uh <laughs> Uh, I just remember feeling strained yes. <laughs> by, by the time it was, it was over. And I, well, I felt strained on your behalf too. So it was, it was a, it was my own strain, but also secondhand strain for, for I, both of you really, you both seemed pretty strained by the time it was over. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a funny thing because, um, another thing that's happened kind of recently, um, uh, very good friend of the, of the podcast, uh, Chris Jorgulius, um, somewhere on, on Facebook sort of took a, a swipe at the podcast and, and sort of talked about how it's like my show um, <laughs> and that you're kind of along for the ride, which, um, well, first of all, Steve, what do you think about that statement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. That's, I, uh, I'd say, uh, there, there's truth in the, in the sense that, yeah, you, you, uh, you got it going and, and you asked me to, to help out, but. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're it's a good it's a good team effort, right? <laughs> yeah. The the way that I put it was that like you do sixty percent of the work, uh, you get forty percent of the praise, and ten <laughs> percent of the grief. 
Oh, I don't know. I think the grief is is more like nil. I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of the grief. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so we've talked about it before. Basically, Steve does most of the pre-production. I do most of the post-production, and then kind yeah. of in between, we sort of do it. So anyway, but it is true that I'm a big blowhard, and I think that's why it comes across <laughs> that way. Just yeah. because you know, I go on my little tangents and. I'm not saying I am or I'm not going to talk about, you know, black holes or the nature of Kenner commercials and the way they fundamentally change with Return of the Jedi. I might do that. See, this is good. This is good for me to, to have some little mental preparation. Yeah. But the funny thing was in the interview with Havens. Um, yeah. Is I mean, first of all, it's really funny because I get a lot of grief for defending him from people. And then yeah, I get I, a lot of grief for attacking him from other people. So I get yeah, it. That, that you've you've been losing that that war for yeah <laughs> a long time. I, I get it coming and going, but the yeah. interview is funny because it's the only time in my entire life, Steve, that I've been absolutely shut up. Like <laughs> I was, uh, I, I felt like I really understood what a like 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 you know when you watch you know politicians uh, you know being interviewed by uh, great interviewers. And yeah. I'm not calling myself yeah. a great interviewer. But I think I'm an okay interviewer. And and you're like, why don't they just interrupt? Why don't they just like stay on topic? He just changed the subject and they're just going to let him do it. I am never going to do that again. I totally understand it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that Mike was on there to, 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 put, yeah. to put his show forward. He's got a lot of money on the line. I'm not criticizing him. I'm sort of criticizing me for like not knowing how to get because i just want to talk about the drama and about the hobby and about all that stuff yeah yeah um, no I, I think that's 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 the source of my my secondhand strain was yeah. i can sense that very very clearly having known you for as long as i have i'm like oh this is this isn't normal <laughs> yeah because all i care about is is a good product i know that doesn't really come through with the fact that a lot of stuff i do a lot of people don't don't like you know like the goofy <laughs> stuff you know it seems like i'm trying to bother people um but i mean that's sort of the reason, see, that we don't do any sort of like promotion for other stuff. I mean, very rarely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's... the Hakes auctions are coming up and, you know, that would be good content if we got some people who are participating in that. But, you know, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, I didn't even know that was happening. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's a little bit of feedback at the front. But I, I will yeah, say one thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the kid stays in the picture. You know the the documentary about Robert Evans, the producer at Paramount. Um, yeah, there's a famous line in it where he says, "The name Bob Evans gets ink." And uh, <laughs> I will say this: that that Havens gets ink. Like you mentioned That's, him, yeah. you talk about him. Numbers spike. He's absolutely <laughs> like this magnetic center. And uh, so I had to bring that up at the beginning. So we at least get get someone to listen to our show about Nien Nub, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we definitely had to, to do some some groundwork there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's uh. not why we have not released an episode in a while. And uh, no, no, we we obliquely <laughs> mentioned it on our wonderful Jonathan McElwain episode. Yeah, um, yeah, where we talked about cakes. That was just a delightful episode. I, I, you know, I I did I did have quite a bit of fun with that. That that's <laughs> and that opened up a whole other. <laughs> a whole other mystery box that we will have to recircle back to at some point soon. But, um, yeah, but, but Steve, uh, yeah. What, what exactly has been keeping you busy these days? Well, so, uh, we're going to be having a, a new member of the, the crew moving into the Eagle Rock studio. You're getting um, a new dog for Digby. <laughs> no, uh, but Digby's going to have another, 
an accomplice, I'll say. Yeah, we've got a little girl coming in February. Ah! It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, I'm I'm very very happy and, and terrified, but but happy. So, um, yeah, it, it's funny. You know, you were one of the first people I actually told. Uh, yes. It just and uh, it's this thing. Like we both are like we really we really enjoy telling people when we see them and in person and it happened to be like we found out not long before your wedding and like i i and i'm like i can't not tell him i'm, I'm he's right here so uh yeah i know it's it's um it's awesome it's, it's it's great and uh but yeah there's there's been you know modern medicine is uh is terrifying it's amazing but it's it's terrifying at times and you know we've had there's been some challenges but but thankfully um yeah everything's everything's going fine Tess is doing great. Baby's doing good. So, um, yeah, we, I feel a lot, uh, less, uh, drained mentally than, than the last time we were trying to record. So yeah, everything's good. Yeah, Steve, it's just great. I mean, it was great when you told me and I was you know, super excited. We were on the beach, uh, in, in Rhode Island and I definitely felt like, um, like <laughs> Apollo Creed and, uh, and, and Rocky, like running on the, you know, like we were like hugging in the surf <laughs> whole thing. I can already yeah, fast no. forward to myself putting in that image in the, yeah. uh, in the show notes. So yeah, it was really exciting. And so, yeah, so, you know, th- things get complicated and when things get complicated, anything anytime anything gets complicated with your kids your whole like system just shuts down you just get on 100 percent protection mode like everything shuts out so anyway that's why we haven't had a traditional episode in a little while so if you don't like it you know you you can suck it so uh yeah it's it's uh it's good things all good things so yeah Yeah. it's also and also the the archive party I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- today I was sort of like driving around wondering like, what if we didn't have an archive party? But <laughs> I think I think it's going to work out. We we have lots of people helping, but Steve and I have not been in a mindset to really think about it. No, um, I definitely haven't been. Um, but, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully starting now-ish, I, I can I can start to to uh, to get back on on track with that. Quick word here uh, from Sky while editing. Um, uh, don't take me too seriously on this. There's actually a lot of people working really hard behind the scenes on the, on the archive party and it, it's going to be great. So, so the, the theme of the last archive party was underground star Wars rave. The, <laughs> yes. The theme of this party is going to be lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Is that good? I, I think, is that catchy? I think that's, that's good. That's the, that's the, like the, the, the downer, catchy i think we could probably come up with a positive catchy or like keeping it simple or, or something like that right. i don't know um well it's funny. yeah I, I go back you know we're all there's a whole bunch of you know nostalgia that that comes in our hobby and everything and i don't have a lot of great christmas nostalgia because by the you know I'm, I'm the youngest and by the time we we reached me basically the christmas energy was out you know my my, yeah, my right. brothers lived like 15 minutes away and we had to wait till they woke up at like noon <laughs> and uh, and I remember one year my grandmother declared, the theme of this year is small. <laughs> and, and I remember just being a little kid like, oh, that's a, that's fun. That's... <laughs> so yeah. Uh, 
that that's definitely going to apply. I think I think this this round, which is it's okay, you know. It's okay because <laughs> Chicago is a complete blowout. We raised all that money. I say the charities get less money. I say we charge less money for tickets. I say we maybe bump up the number of people if possible that can go and, and yeah. maybe just bring yeah. it back a little bit more to the original one, just a little bit less impressive. Um, just because that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was exhausting. Things, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it was a lot of fun, but also yeah it, it can get it can get a little overwhelming and i just know knowing what the next year or you know next forever really has in mind they're like i don't know if i'm going to be able to <laughs> you know put quite quite as much uh yeah mental oh, capacity you can do it, towards it it's, I, I can do it it's, yeah. it's uh, child rearing isn't as, as bad as they say you know that's uh, I've got, I've got, um, I've got you and and our our guest to uh, to go to. I think is is awesome dads. Yes. To, uh, oh yeah. Awesome yeah, Star Brock. Wars dads. Bro- to, uh, yeah. Brock's gonna be on here. Yes. Yeah. Mister Mister Nine. Um, yeah. Mister. Um, he's our. Yeah. No. And also, I thought. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not gonna go public with a name. Um, but but <laughs> if you wanted to honor both Brock and I, um, and it's a good name because it ends. With a with a uh, with an A, I was thinking Chewbacca. <laughs> so I'm just you can use it or not. You know, you don't even have to say it came from me. But I'm just uh, no. throwing it out no. There. no yeah no that's, that's you know what I've 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 banked it. Okay, I, 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 I put a pin in it. <laughs> good, because I already told Tessa. She said she's totally on board. So oh yeah. oh okay good to know good to know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So so now that we're twelve minutes in, uh, we can actually talk about Nyan Nub. Uh, yes. We've talked yeah. about Havens, which is the most important thing in the hobby at all times. Um, <laughs> we've talked about you having a baby, which is almost as important. Um, <laughs> so yes. Steve, to, to, what, what are we going to gonna talk about with with Nyan Nub? Well, I mean, I I'm going to just warn you. I have a lot of just probably dumb trivia that I found that, that really excited me that, okay. that might completely bore you and everyone else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I, I struck gold with, with, uh, as Brock calls them old flapjacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's the place so I, to yeah. start really okay. is, okay. Well, I mean, I'm no, no, I'll interject where, where I want to start. Cause if you have a lot of things, I'll just interject. You're, okay. Cause you know, this, this whole thing, it's about the co-pilot, right? And so, right. like, if we agree with the Jorgulian concept, you know, that you are somehow a co-pilot as opposed to a co-pilot, you get what I mean on that, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh-huh. Um, then, then you should definitely be be driving the Falcon for this one. Which, by the All way, right. well, I think he does most of the work on the Falcon, anyways. Okay. So, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good assumption. I, I or a good, you know, I think it's a, a, a solid take. I think you're probably right. Because um, really, realistically, Lando is just in the back bonking the computer, you know. Like, <laughs> if you go with the new movies, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that, that, that's uh, you got to you got to take that into account. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, when it comes to just <laughs> the uh, the origin of of Nine Num, I I thought like maybe the best way to look at this is kind of through the descriptive text in the script because. He doesn't have any dialogue, but there's all these descriptions that, that really, to me, they, they say so much with so little about about who he is and, and what he does. Um, and then they have these, there's tangents that kind of come from these, which I'll, I can bring up. But I think maybe 
maybe we should start by just saying or acknowledging that he's really more of a, a Muppet. He, I, I always thought he was a guy in a suit. And more then when I found Muppet. out that, you know, like, I feel like when I finally found out or saw those just like creepy images of, of them testing out his puppet with the guy kind of just going underneath them and animating him like, oh, my God, that was not a guy in a suit sitting there next to, to Lando. That was a, a Muppet. And uh, ever since then, no matter when I watch Return of the Jedi, I can't help but notice his Muppetness. And it's not that that's it's not a bad thing. I think it's it's awesome. It's just crazy how like once you discover the the you know illusion, it just completely changes the way you see it like permanently. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did you did you ever pick up on that that he was Muppet like when you were when you were younger? And no. did that change when you found out? Well, you know, I think you told me like a year ago and you showed me that maybe some video or picture of him like yeah. being operated animatronically. And yes. I completely ignored it. And still to this day, if I look at Nyan Nub, I just think of a guy in a suit. Um, yeah. And you, you actually okay. can't change my opinion on that, Steve. I, I will <laughs> never see him as a Muppet. You'll never. Okay. You, well, that's, you, you know, failed that's your too. highness. Well, you know, to be fair, the, the guy, Mike Quinn, who, who was the, the main puppeteer back in the day, nowadays when he's doing the character, he, he does pretty much do it in a suit with a giant head on, which is which is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just odd that like, I guess they they kind of increased his role during production. So they had to kind of go back and try and make the Muppet look more real. And I guess it worked. You know, it really doesn't. I think it worked for, for most people, but um yeah, I don't know. For me, I just I, maybe because I I just love the Muppets so much, and so whenever I all of a sudden discover that something is a puppet, it it just changes the way I look at it. And but uh, yeah, I I kind of dig him as a as a Muppet. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I'll throw in one of my points, which is that I've just always yes. really found this character delightful. I've always liked him. Yes. Um, I like I didn't always love Akbar. I still kind of find Akbar a little bit unsettling. Um, a little bit too alien, but I've always yeah. found Yen Nub to be just a very agreeable, nice character. I like his role. He's yes. he's one of these great aliens in Star Wars that gets no explanation and doesn't need any explanation or anything. It's just like right. It's just there. That's just what that he's thing just is. There. Yeah, you know. yeah, totally. And and like so, I, you know, I was saying he doesn't have any written dialogue in the script. Just these little descriptions about what's going on and his first appearance appearance described as quote lando's alien co-pilot nine num takes some getting used to <laughs> in the familiar environs of the falcon uh lando turns to his weird co-pilot and he says don't worry my friend's down there he'll have that shield down on time and i just love that this emphasis on him being a weird co-pilot that gets that takes some getting used to <laughs> right uh but it, you're like you're saying he's totally natural and you know, there's this um, this is great bit in that old documentary, Classic Creatures, where it's Billy D hosting it, or he's one of the hosts, and he's talking about the odd co-pilots in Star Wars, and he says, I mean, Han Solo had a Wookiee, and Lando Carizian flew with a what? A creature with a face like a halibut? As a matter of fact, <laughs> Steve, I've excerpted that, and I've, I've put that Have in. You? Yes. Is it in the show? Yes, it's going to be in the show, oh. Steve. Odd co-pilots in Star Wars. I mean, Han Solo had a Wookiee, and Lando Calrissian flew with a what? A creature with a face like a halibut? Is it in the show? Yes, it's going to be in the show, Steve. Oh. Uh, so wait, you already have, or are you? Okay. I already uh, have. I'm going to be putting okay. it in the show because I watched that. <laughs> I, I actually looked at your notes today, Steve. And uh, 
Yeah. Whoa, the face of a halibut. <laughs> it's just so perfect. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it, uh, I don't know. It, it's just perfect. It's a perfect description of, of him. Um, and Billy D would, he'd go on to say in, in some, some interview somewhere that he says, you know, I love the Jedi creatures. I think they are funny and an extension of something very real. George Lucas has a perverse way of looking at things. Huh. Uh, and here's this little quiet guy with all these these things going, going on in his head, and they have all this humor. And he, he likens George to Picasso. Uh, and, he, and it's all stemming from this description of, of Nine Numb. And uh, Marquand liked him a lot, too. I think he had said something along the lines of, he's got a, a funny, twitchy face, and he just thought he was terrific. So, yeah, I mean, he's just such a... Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he's very pleasant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun because we, you know, in that little D, referring to him as as you know, there's a lot of funny co-pilots in Star Wars, Wars. and and really there aren't that many funny co-pilots in the original <laughs> <Right>. trilogy. There's <laughs> Chewbacca and there's Nyan Nub. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's it. And and so I I sort of tell a funny story uh, about my life. So. For the kids, you know, they're they're growing up and they're learning how to drive. And I, you know, I drive a lot. Just I, I just I love driving and I drive a lot. And I tell anyone who drives with me that there's like rankings of of co-pilots, and <laughs> and it's all Star Wars characters. And it's actually changed a couple of years ago. I added one. See if you can figure out which one. So the mm. the lowest rung, like the worst kind of co-pilot, is like the person who, you know, falls asleep while you're trying to stay awake. <laughs> or, you know, like checks their phone instead of talking to you. You know, that's the Jar Jar level. <laughs> one level up from that is a Porg. Um, one level up from that is Nyan Nub. And then obviously when you reach Chewbacca level, that's when you're, you know. Yeah, you've, you've hit the, the top. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, my, you might hear in the sound like plates clanging and yogurt being eaten. My wife just walked <laughs> in the, the room and she's pointing to herself about whether or not she's reached Chewbacca level. Uh, not yet. <laughs> She, she's at Nyanub, actually, which fits for this episode. Well, she's making a face, but um, she does a little bit too much like Instagram on her phone while I'm like driving. So no. uh, this, this, uh, this might be a fight later. No, no, she's saying no. She's deleting. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So the last thing I, I think is... is something of, of note is um last so, yeah, thing Steve, no... you said you had like unending thoughts about Nyan well, Nub. I, I this is this is more the behind the scenes thing okay. I, it's there's a little bit to it but um so yeah he's got no written dialogue right but apparently uh there was this 23 year old skywalker sound intern from kenya named kipseng rodich who recorded all of the dialogue for Nine Numb with Ben Burt in December of 1981. So a long time before the movie wow. was going to be out. And uh, he's speaking uh, the Kyuku language. And I just, uh, there's this article back from, I think it's back from 1983 that, that talks about how this actor and Nine Numb just became celebrities in Kenya following the movie's <laughs> release, which is just awesome. I mean, I, I love, I love that. Um, and they have a, a couple of translations of, of his actual dialogue and, and what they actually translate to in their native language. And I, I just saw this one and I, I couldn't help but think of you when, 
when I saw this. Uh, so I don't know if you want to give this the, the original Nainam uh, yes. line a read and then and then offer the translation. Yes, I, I Professor Sky. I, I absolutely will. This has been one of my favorite. Thank you for giving me the details of this because this has always <laughs> been kind of a weird sort of urban legend, you know? Because right. it's just so funny that they have all these alien languages. And then there's one that's just someone, you know, like imagine if you were watching some movie and it was all just completely incomprehensible. Then someone showed up and was just like, hello, my foot is on fire. And then they just moved right. on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. So here I will read the original. What's the name of the language again? Uh, Kiyuku. Kiyuku. Okay, one second. Uh, <laughs> I have to get in my near nub voice. Yeah, you have to get uh, in there. Okay. <laughs> I just hear new email, Ohio, and you get a UK. Ha! How was that? that was, you know, that's pretty good. I can do it slower. Yeah, uh, I don't really see a new email, Ohio, and you get a UK. Ha! Which, of course, means, with my great pronunciation, what are you doing over there? All of you, please come here. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, yeah, which must, yeah. must be, you know what that's like? That must be like for them, the way it feels for us when you see uh, Peter Mayhew speaking under the mask with Chewbacca and the outtakes. Yeah. He's like, right. what yeah. are you doing with that old man? He's a fossil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, nice job. That, that, that's... <laughs> Thank you. I, I tried to read it quickly because I was thinking he doesn't, it's not like he's, he's like, Adarizi in Yui. Mui how in you the ukai ha ha right I mean, not... <laughs> yeah you got it's a it's a quick it's a rapid fire pronunciation yeah <laughs> I just yeah all of you please come here that's just yeah. yeah all of you please come here now now one of one of the weird debates about about Nub, and we have to get to it it's the it's the five hundred pound labia in the room uh, what is it no not you my wife looked at me <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, now she's just telling me not to mention her anymore on the show. Okay. <laughs> so, so the question is, right? Like, like what's what's going on? What's going on? She's saying that she made a little heart gesture to me, so she she's not upset. <laughs> um, like, what is going on with Nyendam's face? Because, so. I've heard a lot of people laughing, like, of course his face looks like a vagina. I have actually never seen that or thought that. And another thing is, yeah. is that I remember somebody saying with absolute certainty, of course Nyan Nub is just supposed to be a stereotypical Asian face. And I was like, oh, I guess I never thought that. And then someone else told me, of course Nyan Nub is supposed to be a typical Mexican face. And I thought, I never thought that huh. either. No. And, and so I'm starting to huh. get into sort of like the, you know, Ahmed Best when he talks about Jar Jar, like whatever kind of racism you put on me, that's on you, you know, because like I I really have never seen anything sexual about his face or racialized. No, I mean, it's always been kind of kind of gross, but not like not not in that way so much. Not as gross <laughs> as what I just said to my wife. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, do, do you think? walrus man's face is is more grotesque <laughs> i guess but like i never or at thought least about more, that as, more a, as a kid yeah. you know I, yeah no yeah it, it feels I, I feel like they do a good job with the you know with making these things abstract enough i think on the toy yeah. i will say that the pink on Nub's face on the toy is 
does look slightly like some kind of infection, you know, <laughs> like, like if you have inflammation, yeah, inflammation. if you have pale yeah. flaps, they shouldn't get that red. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th but that's that's the magic of of Kenner toys is they have to simplify things and that communicates right. his weird sort of gross face. Yeah, yeah, um, it, and it's you know it's cool and I love that getting back to this this young intern who, who voiced him back then he he kind of just disappeared after that and when they were getting to the force awakens, they like really, really wanted to track him down and bring him back and to do the voice. And, uh, I guess there was, it was quite an effort to do that. So there's, there's a bunch of articles on starwars.com that, that kind of go into all that and like tracking him down through whatever, you know, town he was living in. And, and uh, they did find him eventually. So it's him, you know, really? 35 years later doing the voice, uh, in the force awakens. And I guess he didn't speak in the last Jedi, but, Hopefully we'll we'll hear him again in uh in the next one. So, yeah, I just uh I, I love that it's it's the original guy. <laughs> oh, Steve, you brought that back on topic. That was. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were done talking about the guy, because um, that just makes it even funnier. Because if we're going through all these like allegedly racist things that I grew up with, then the fact that the guy's actually African just goes completely off brand. So. Right. Yeah. No. That. It. It. Yeah. I think it negates any of the any of those things you've been hearing, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool story that he's still around and still still doing it. So, wouldn't you think he'd be able to make a good life on the uh, like autograph circuit? You would think so. Um, I mean, I I feel like a lot of a lot of characters, you know, are character actors back then. They're, they've been doing it for a while, and I would think he would he would be up for it now. I mean, it's the voice is is half of the performance so i i would yeah. pay 20 bucks to to get his uh, i would get his autograph before the other guy <laughs> yeah it's uh it's true yeah i wonder i wonder if he'll start doing that now that he's uh he's kind of been rediscovered and has had it again yeah but hopefully um well steve i have written a sky coup Yes, yes, very, very, very important. Um, and this sort of gets to what I was alluding to earlier about being able to admit that the one is not always correct. <laughs> so, and it's for it's for poetry. So here is my skyku to this character. Six, seven, eight, nine. Numb to danger, bravely flies. In black hole, he makes. <laughs> oh, wow. Very good. <laughs> Do you see how I made it numb to danger? Yeah. See that, Steve? So That's very, 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 very clever. From here on out, <laughs> Steve, I'm calling him Nine Nub. I'm giving up. I'm giving the, the up on change, this one. The change has happened. Yep. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to change on ATAT -AT because that's just ridiculous no. to think it's the uh, other thing. I, yeah. But I will you're, you're say Nine Nub no. only because okay. it makes my poem slightly better. <laughs> Which kind of goes to, uh, the, to the, the nature of the character who I really think is doing all the work in The Falcon. Um, you know, beyond just telling people to come over here. 
Yeah, is that like a, it was like a fleet direction, like telling all the all the fighters, is he the one really like right. getting things going? <laughs> I don't care if it's a trap. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, this is good, Steve. You know, we, we, we were going to start recording like now, but I thought it'd be good for us to just get extra time before we get Brock on. Just so, yeah. so we can yeah. kinda of ease in and um so I can say a bunch of things which will potentially get us cancelled. You know, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> now for some of this other Nyan Nub stuff uh, Yeah. Nine Nub stuff, Steve. Right. Um, right. did you wanna just talk about it now or do you wanna wait for I think we, um, we have enough stuff to talk about like... Brock. Yeah, I feel like like some of these other things, um, kind of. I, I didn't actually label it as vocab, but I don't know if we want to like maybe categorize the whole forty-eight offer as a, as a vocab. There's a lot to, to unpack there. Okay, um, let's do vocab. All right. Vintage. Okay, Steve, I wasn't expecting a vocab. So wh what is the word of vocab we're going to be studying? So I guess we'll, we'll go with uh, the 48A 9-num special offer. I don't know. I don't know how else to, to really describe it. But, 48A, um... Steve, but... <laughs> you mean... What, what do you mean by... You mean ROTJ 48A? That's, that's right. That's, yes. that's correct. Because obviously yes. there are there's 48 A B and C in Empire Strikes Back yes. with the Sorry, yeah. offer. We're, we're talking Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Return of the Jedi 48 A mail away offer. Okay. Yeah. So right. what 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 do you want to say about this, Steve? Well, I guess there isn't a ton to say, but I guess the the key thing is that Nine Num was the first Jedi uh, figure on Jedi card back mail away offer. So like. You'll see the little. It's very similar to the to the Akbar offer, I think, but it's yes. it's a free nine num figure. Uh, and what I love about this is is his description on the little like catalog insert thing, the little sheet of paper that was sent out yes. with the figure. And uh, I don't know if you want to just read the whole thing or just part of it. I did. You, you saw this. I'm, yes. I'm yeah. Yeah. I have it in front of me. Return okay, of the Jedi. Yes. Return of the okay. Jedi. The next chapter in the Star Wars saga is coming to theaters. I'm getting ready for Brock is coming to theaters <laughs> on May 25th, 1983 in Jedi. The rebel forces prepare to launch a full scale attack on the empire's ultimate new weapon reinforced by strange aliens from faraway galaxies. The Alliance aliens. I mean, the Alliance will once again, one second, I need to stop here. Not from faraway galaxies. There's only like one galaxy in the star Wars galaxy, <laughs> right? These aliens are not from multiple galaxies. Okay. I'm going back. Reinforced by strange aliens from the faraway galaxies, the Alliance will once again confront the evil Darth Vader and the power of the dark side of the Force. Nine Nub, a new rebel ally, is co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. His special talents make him an important part of the exciting battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, special talents. And we've, we've already kind of, yeah, we touched on some of those, I guess. <laughs> yeah, his, what exactly are his special talents? That's true. I... I you know what? I think it's keeping a positive vibe in, in that cockpit, you know? It's it, true. It's a pretty pretty dire situation, and he seems not too panicked. He seems pretty happy. Um, <laughs> you know, but, not to sound like a Mr. Plinkett, but um, I would say that the thing that the new Star Wars trilogy is lacking 
is that it's lacking a random alien who is famous for his levity. <laughs> because, <laughs> cause, you know, thinking of the prequel trilogy, you know, Kit Fisto, the alien who smiles. Just yeah, a, that's right. He's just a super famous, happy alien that really makes that movie. Just one alien smiling once. You're just like, yeah. And, <laughs> and Nien Nub, Nine, Nine Nub, you know, just with his laughter, his infectious laughter, you know, that itself. So... I, I hope I hope JJ can get through enough the SJW Kathleen Kennedy not my Luke Skywalker okay to get it so there's a little bit of levity and that a way little bit. Joker isn't going to be some kind of far left right wing conspiracy the deep state all right that's just a good point yeah yeah point point uh, well made and um... now in, in reading this Steve I. Th- you know, we like to talk about Arrested Development. Yes. Um, yeah. And and some of us are not fair weather Arrested Development fans who quit after season three. Uh, <laughs> at least half of us are, Steve. So <laughs> if you didn't quit Arrested Development, you would know there's a character uh, that, that premiered in season four named Rebel Alley. And and this That's is right. Ron Howard's daughter. And, and the joke in the, in the movie is that they named their daughter, the middle name of their children after where they were conceived. So it's Bryce Dallas Howard, and then Rebel uh, Alley uh, Howard, and I was thinking about it like, like Rebel. I don't understand like why did they choose the name Rebel, mm-hmm. and so it's my theory that uh, Mitchell Hurwitz had the the nine nub offer, and he saw yeah. the new Rebel Ally is a co-pilot because that's what it says: Rebel Alley, Rebel Ally. Yeah, yeah, that's. Well, I, I'll never, you know, I, I did watch the, the fourth season. I only watched it once. So I'll have to revisit. And, and now I'll have a, a new frame of, uh, of, oh, Steve. of reference. Oh, okay. We, maybe we should do a side podcast, which is um, <laughs> Sky, like, helps you enjoy Rested Development after it was not as good as you remember it. But, uh, okay. So, yeah. so what, what else about, about Nine Nub and the Mail-Away offer? Because I definitely um, didn't do that. You know, all my friends, they all have all these happy memories about doing it, but my parents just didn't have their stuff together. So <laughs> we didn't do any of this stuff. I didn't get any mail away, any anything. And like yeah. cutting out a proof of purchase was a bridge way too far. Way, way, way too far. <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, the beyond the offer itself, I think there's some some pretty neat prototype-related stuff that we could, we could touch on. Um, yeah. So... They uh, they did proof cards of you know most all the Revenge of the Jedi proof cards have this well not all but most the most common ones have the the offer printed on them because it was originally going to have a Revenge card back and then uh, beyond that well let, um, let's let's not get beyond that Steve okay yeah, because right. we've talked about Revenge of the Jedi proof cards um, yes they now generally go for thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. I remember when they were very easy to get for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, they're the most common of proof cards. And, you know, there's at least 50 sets, I believe is what uh, Chris Jorgulius told told us. That that's, sounds right. Yeah. Which is why, even though he may criticize the show, he's always a fountain <laughs> of information. So, um, yes. Um, um, but uh, um, I've always thought that the revenge proofs are just really ugly. And I think they're ugly because of the nine nub offer. <laughs> and, and I often wonder like how much more valuable would they have been 
if they didn't have that really kind of ugly offer. Because I don't think that the, the blue and the yellow offer looks that good with the, I don't know, just, you know, like a proof card with a, a offer. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, I guess the, the, the offerless revenge stuff, it, it's far tougher to come by to begin with. But yeah, I think I, I could see what you're saying. Like if, say this whole run had just been done offerless, I, I think... I think it could get even even crazier in terms of, of what people would pay for them. I, I, well, especially because yeah. you could have, you know, a Star Wars Empire Revenge Return run and have it just be all offerless and sweet looking. Right. But as yeah. it is now, yeah. you know, I mean, speaking to someone who's lucky enough to have all those for Chewbacca, it's like the Revenge is always kind of like, eh, all right. <laughs> it's sort of messy anyways. But yeah. But still, um, it's, it's really cool that, the, that it has the Revenge offer and it's, you know, another... I still am surprised that we don't place more of a premium on revenge items in this hobby. Um, yeah, yeah, it's because it's when true. I, when I when I was starting to collect, I was drawn to that. When I I remember feeling like I was part of a special club, knowing that revenge was the original title. But mm -hmm. yeah, well, I feel like like other outside of the toys, revenge stuff still kind of I think it carries more more weight than it does with with the kenner stuff i mean the, the posters and all that kind of yeah revenge stuff just still seems to to have that that kind of draw that maybe yeah the the vintage toy collectors don't don't care about as much at least i don't know maybe 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 not but um it could just be that nine nub and akbar just ruin it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's it's a possibility yeah he's a well, that they, weird, they, they weird seem aliens. to like take away the specificity of the revenge offer because we're so used to the Akbar and Nine Nub offers anyway. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. All right, well, so we got to get me off this. This is not interesting. Yeah. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we're, we should start talking it, about parking it's... at a convention, okay? Because this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So I know you're not you're not too much into the the offer itself, but I I think that the uh, the Australian version of it where, where it's, you know, they didn't get these out until the, they were already 65 back. So you can, you can get a, a nine num with a free nine num offer, which I think is, is just beautiful that that exists. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's yeah, it's nine num and then with a free nine num right on it. Um, very rare, very cool that they made it. Um, yeah. I wonder I wonder what people must have thought when they got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those, one of those beautiful things that probably just was, you know, they just didn't think about it. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, yeah, they, they have the Australian version, which, uh, which still has the, the little picture of the character on the offer. And then they did it. They had a Canadian one too. And I don't, I think with that offer, it's just the text doesn't have, have his face on there but um yeah I, I just i think for for people that love nine num like i don't know in terms of production items i don't know like what would be the like cooler than that to, to actually find one of those and i don't know how many there are they're not not too many but not um, too many but steve there are a fair number of the canadian version of that yeah so there is a canadian 65 back with a nine nub figure with a nine nub offer right but the difference is because they needed the french text it That's just right. has text on text on text on text yes. it doesn't have right. the picture of nine nub but still right. it's pretty cool and there's a 
There's just Sky here while editing. I, I just realized that I repeated exactly what Steve said like three seconds earlier. Dude, Steve, you have to correct me. I sound like an idiot. You trademark is stupidity. Seller up in Canadian, I, in Canada, I bought a bunch of stuff from, and, and he had one of these. And he was asking a reasonable price for it. And I came really close to, to pulling the trigger, Steve. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, well, because I was like, man, it's it's nine nub on nine nub, and, and and it's the Canadian offer, so it's got all that French and, and all that. And then I, I just sort of like stepped back and I was sort of like, why in the world would I, like, what in the world would I possibly do with that? <laughs> so so I ended up not getting it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's a, a really sweet item. Although I, had, I did actually recently buy something that doesn't fit in my in my focus at all really yeah well I'm, so you know those panasonic posters yeah the 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 japanese ones yeah, the japanese from like the, ones from the dark from like times the, yes yeah. yeah so like there's one with chewbacca and george lucas and i'm dying mm -hmm. to get it and i've never yeah. seen any of these up for sale so someone was selling one of george lucas with c-3po with a butterfly net mm -hmm. and uh i just bought it Awesome. Yeah. So anyways, if anyone else is selling any of those, please let me know because I want them all. I, I didn't think they were available. I thought they were so rare that I would never see one. And if I saw it, it would be $10,000. Like that that was my thinking about how rare those were. But yeah, it's, that's it's funny. You know, like the the obscurity might, you know, help you in terms of in terms of not costing a fortune. I don't know. Um, but yeah, doing, that's what I we don't do. Ads. We don't do recent acquisitions. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's the British guys, man. They do that and they do it well, you know, although I am at the table and in front of me is a very large item that is not exactly. Anyways, we'll talk about the large item and the new Chewbacca Chia pet. So I'm very, I'm very happy. Oh, you know, that, that, that's a very important piece of business. I, I saw one of those in the store the other day and, and I meant to just ask you right then, like you, you already have this, right? <laughs> And I will take a second just to note that the head sculpt is is really well done. It's not ah. specific to prequel, postquel, or sequel. I mean, yeah. or, or, or OT. But what's cool is that the art is like vintage Chewie in front of the Falcon. And then on the side, it's the Revenge of the Sith, uh, Jedi, Sith Chewbacca. So it's a nice mixture oh. of like old and new. And, and Steve, it's, uh, you know, almost 10 years. And, and as always, we're, we are a sponsored show. Yes. So, um, yeah. if, uh, you go to Kenner.com, uh, offer code Kivecast, uh, <laughs> you'll get just with five proofs of purchases, uh, you'll get a free nine nub. Actually, how many did it take? That's a good question. Uh, let's see if the thing has it on here. Um, wait, how why many am I saying it? that Steve? Why don't we roll the commercial? Yeah. It's Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian and 4LOM from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Part of the Star Wars collection of 48 action figures, each sold separately. Now there's a brand new action figure not yet available in stores. It's Nine Numb. You can get Nine Numb free with five proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packages. Offer expires June 15th, 1983. Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian, 4LOM, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. That was actually an organic setup for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which I feel worse about than if we had written it out. <laughs> but that definitely makes it pretty definitive that it's nine nub. Um, yeah, I, the only pause that I I have is is the the four lom. That's that's where I start to to, to question. But but no, it's it's nine num. I, that that seems certain. But 
and, and I promised slash threatened you with a thought about about this commercial. Yeah, that's right. Think about the commercials like this is a new kind of commercial because it is 0% about kids playing. It's 100% about kids collecting. Yes. Um, yeah. The whole thing right. is just a kid in front of all 48 figures and another kid, you know, showing off the one figure. And then you see the proofs of purchases, which it was five. Um, yep, five. And, and I don't know. I, I, I wonder if that's because they knew that, that some of the, the kids would be an aging demographic. I wonder if they thought that this would be like a cool way to do it. Um, yeah, no, you're you're totally right. The I feel like there's a couple. There might be a couple others from around or just after this time too. Where yeah, the the focus is totally on on collecting the line. They don't show any any backyard play or, or any of that kind of stuff that you're kind of used to. Um, like there's no Kenner commercial theater even possible. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely devoid of interest. Um, although yeah. there, there is the one interesting moment and this, I mean, cause all this ties in with the vintage vocab, you know, because it's all about the offer and trying to get people right. to do the offer, but there's this interesting picture and it's of a kid pointing to uh, a Chewbacca and it's a carded Chewbacca, right? Um, but it's actually a common proof card. Yeah, it's got the revenge. Uh, it's the revenge card, right? Yes, yeah. it's the revenge Chewbacca, which of course has the orange nameplate. Part mm -hmm. of my eternal mystery: why, for power of the Force, did they change Chewbacca's nameplate from yellow to orange? Why, mm -hmm. on Revenge of the Jedi, did they change his nameplate from yellow to orange? What, yeah, what is the deal here with the orange Wookiee thing? Uh, but what's cool is it's actually an a, a, a mock-up, so the figures on there. Um, and I, I actually asked around some people who might know about whether or not this figure has ever been found. Um, there is a mock-up sample of Chewbacca on a revenge proof card. Right. I, 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 I didn't know that, Steve. <laughs> I, wish really? I, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that's, that'd be a tough, tough realization at this stage in your, your... That's definitely not upstairs in my collection room. No. <laughs> and I was in there like today, you know. I was looking around and I didn't see it there. No. So, Oh man, that's that's rough. But but it's okay. The the agreement is that this is probably not the same one. So there might be more than one of these be, these yeah, mockups. Right. Um, yeah. Let's let's hope. <laughs> and then kind of a fun idea came to my head. Like, imagine if you were a nine nub super fan, and you wanted to collect every single carded figure that had nine nub <laughs> on it. Like. <laughs> you would lose your mind because you I think you get, would. Yeah. You have to get all 48 return of the Jedi, which first of all, we haven't mentioned are some of the rarest return of the Jedi figures to find. That's period. right. Yeah. Um, these didn't last for very long. They very quickly moved on to the 65 backs, which are much more yep. plentiful. Um, yep. A nice thing is that they're usually in pretty good shape. I believe that the 48 backs are sort of the last ones with the better quality plastic. Um, that didn't yellow like instantly. Not not quite as bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but still. So you'd have to go through that trouble. The Leia itself would cost you at least a grand, if not more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd have to get all of the, like, what, 50 
revenge proofs. So the 48 plus the blank back plus the, the R2-D2. You'd have to hope that they made, I don't know how many, we'll have to look it up on, on Scott's site. How many did they make in Canada? Um, right, yeah. I'm going to look up here, and I'm sure. He so for the 65A, we got one, and then all of the Jedi figures. So it seems like there are at least, there are at least uh, 18 or maybe more probably the same thing and then 65 for toll toys um and then the carded samples so yeah you are really doing a lot of work and getting a lot of things if that's your passion <laughs> yeah that that um that would be a whole other tier of uh of insanity I I don't think there's anything even like that because Akbar, yeah, you could get all the 48 A's and I mean B's and C's, but that's not that big of a deal. Um, but it's just having the full set of proofs out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of more interesting people that that <laughs> that, that care about collecting a lot of nine nub stuff, uh, let's talk to uh, Brock C J Walker, um, <laughs> and uh, and talk to him about his insane nine nub focus. Brock, you always called him Flapjacks, which that Flapjack. I, I like that better than, than some of the other things yeah. that I've seen him called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, flat, flapjacks was a much uh, more uh, kid-friendly term, I guess, to call him over the years. And he just oh, kind of yeah. stuck or whatever. And... I, I can more see his face endearing. looking like Flapjacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I now have uh, put... a, a, a Prince song stuck in my head, but it's now called Flapjacks Control. And uh, I, think, <laughs> I think we should do that to karaoke at, at the next archive party. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. So I guess, so the one that's actually on the archive, the, the painted hard copy, right? So... We've talked about hard copies before, but this this is uh it's it's great. So Brock, when did when did this kind of come about for you? And and I don't know, maybe I, I, it's hard to, to say much beyond beyond its uh, its majesty. But what what do you want to cover here? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting that this uh, hard copy in particular, much like uh, one of the pieces in your collection, this come from that sale that uh, the guy in Canada had. Uh, turned up and i think there was like four or five hard copies that showed oh. up and he put them up on rebel scuff so this was like whatever in Austin 2010 that was from that yeah somewhere around there okay. hmm. yeah yeah or whatever okay. and i believe if memory serves me correctly you were actually at my house when that auction closed that's right yeah 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 and I think yeah and we won both of those but yeah right. it, it was interesting yeah. because i think it's the only time there had ever actually been a, a, a live auction in the rebel scum uh forums or whatever, yeah, and I think right. due to the fact that we had just went through the whole McWilliams scandal, 
and uh, everything that that's the reason they did them because these were legitimate pieces that trace back to the earth, you know, who got them at the same time as the the original hard copy find or whatever. They just never made it into the sale, you know, the public sale back then. Right. And I think the guy bought four or five pieces. Or I think there's a Luke Jedi, Akbar, Nine Rum, right. Paplu, a few other characters, maybe some droids and Ewoks characters. That's whatever. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, and they allowed him to, you know, put those up and take uh, private bids from people and pretty much nobody had any idea what anybody was bidding and you just made your best bid and hope that you won. <laughs> I, I, that's, um, you know, unfortunately for me. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I was going to say, you know, like, of course, like that happened the day I had already planned to come visit you. Like it, it happened as a, like that same day is when that ended up happening. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I have to say, I'm like, I'm really glad that uh, I was uh, in your company because I don't think, that's how I ended up getting my Akbar, and if if I didn't have your help, just kind of figuring out what the hell I was doing, that wouldn't happen. So um, yeah, it, it was interesting because I mean the, the guy that was selling it was super nice and everything, but it was just odd because everybody was just sending in private messages, and you know you were just supposed to make a bid, and if you won, I mean, or if if you had the high bid, he wouldn't necessarily even tell you. It's just like that's right. Okay, here's what they, and you just you had to hope that whatever you put in. You was know, it was a high bid in the yeah 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 mm-hmm. wow. and I was when, when I was, was this Brock? So, uh I think it was around 2010, like you said, maybe. Wow, uh, it might have been probably. 2011. I don't know. It was. It, you're right. It was after. It was after we started million. the show, Steve. I it don't, was that, we never talked about it. I don't think we talked about the. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I've never even heard about this, Steve. I didn't even really? know. Yes. You know so, so just to be clear, so McWilliams yeah. is something we've talked about before. He sold yeah. fake hard copies. So then um, are either of you willing to say what you paid back then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I, don't, I can't remember for sure about Steve's off the top of my head, but I'm thinking mine was somewhere – around 3000 i think mine was too and i i i that was definitely the uh the craziest like I remember, purchase i ever tried to make yeah <laughs> i remember i paid for both of them since i was putting the bids in for you since you weren't uh at home to kind of do that yourself or whatever. i think i was we yeah i was kinda, traveling yeah yeah and so i was putting them in and i want to say we paid a little bit over six for the pair or that whatever sounds right. and then yeah and then ended up getting hit for customs fees whenever they hit because he shipped them through fedex and so it ended up being a little bit more than that in the long run but still yeah and and, and what <laughs> do you by think today's standards yeah i'll pay it all day long by today's standards right and so so now almost 10 years later uh what do you think what do you think if steve sold i don't even know do you still have it steve yeah yeah okay. we, we talked about it on the on the akbar episode oh yeah i'm yeah. sorry i i was drunk um <laughs> do, do you what do you think, Brock, O master of the market, Steve could get for that if you wanted? Uh, it's tough to say because you got to find you know buyers that are interested in the stuff and everything. But I would venture to guess it could go from anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand uh, dollars. No, no. <laughs> Oh, that God. would be my guess. I mean, I I know you know some hard copies of Chain. Of course, you know with the the Vectus auctions or whatever, there were some that sold between forty and fifty and were unpainted. Oh. And with these being you know paint masters or you know or whatever, I personally put a little bit higher premium on. Unless you know tooling master versus paint master, it, I guess depends on individual taste. But 
Yes, no, I, I would I would think between anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand. With it being a secondary character, you're probably looking at the lower end of that. But then again, with Bib Fortuna selling, you know, for forty plus or whatever is an unpainted one. And then you add all the buyer's premiums on top of that. Who knows? Wait, Steve, did you not know that? <laughs> I mean, I knew it would be a lot, but I wouldn't I guess I kind of hadn't really thought about any of them selling recently. Yeah. Um that's now, just now, Brock, what do you think my Chewbacca Chia pet would go for? All right. Um, <laughs> now, 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 I sent something to you, Steve. Should we talk about this? Yeah. Well, I think it it's it's a perfect segue into Brock's next piece. Um, so we're we're talking about a first shot here, right? So, do you want to talk about what you sent me, Sky, first to kind of set it up? Yes, um, Chris Jogulius scanned all of the toy shop uh, catalogs. So we've talked about toy shop. It was a black and white, um, like weekly, monthly. I think weekly. Oh Jesus, I need to know this, Steve. It was weekly, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know it either. So don't, don't feel too bad. Oh, <laughs> Just when I thought I wasn't going to get an angry message from from Jogulius. Um so. And, and they would have things that you could bid on, kind of like the blind auction that, that Brock is talking about, where you could send right. in your highest bid and you would get it. And this is from May 13th, 1994. And in it, there is, of course, a Takara Chewbacca missing the strap and the, and the weapon. And I'm pretty sure, Steve, I have that one in my collection right now. I, I think I have that exact one. That's the one? Yes, because um, I, I remember getting that. No, Steve, I'm actually talking about the <laughs> nine-nub prototype, red body, red arms, black legs, and gray unpainted head. Yes, yeah. So is so, that now in Brock's that collection? Piece sounds, it sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I do own it. <laughs> so did you get it from Toy Shop? Unfortunately, I did not. I had to get it a few years later. There was another collector that uh, he's, he's not real active anymore. He's still around a little bit, but uh, I don't know if he wants to be named or not. But he apparently he got it from Toy Shop way back when or whatever, and then it took me probably five years to talk him out of it. Wow. At least. And yeah, I mean, of course, I didn't, you know, hit him every week or every month or anything like that. But, you know, I'd reach out to him two or three times a year just to see where he stood or whatever. And it took a while. And then once he started seeing my run developing or whatever, he he relented. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love being able to see items actually from uh, from the earth. So if you have that and I have the Takara, then we could actually just recreate <laughs> this whole thing if we kept going. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a tie bomber loose. I'll get that one, Brock. Don't worry. Um, there's a there's four prototypes of the biker scout. You just pick up those. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, which, hey, which ones are those? Because I have some biker scout stuff too. Do I have the ones that are in that same see, thing? A uh, black what, with orange head, scout? unpainted, unpainted no, body with painted head, and one mint loose. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll get I, that I, one. I, I might have the. I was about to say I might have the mint loose. I don't know, but I don't have the other two, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, this is. Well, you're off to a start. I think <laughs> you got the you got yes. two down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this I, I don't know. It's a it's a in terms of first shots, it's it's neat in the sense that it's kind of wacky looking and um, it's got on the back it's got some writing. Is that right? Yes, uh, it has the the vendor initials. Uh, oh. UI and okay. and 
I be, and it says SS, so I assume it stands for first shot, but you yeah. know, somebody might be able to correct me on that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's dated, but it, there's no uh, holes in the feet, and it's completely non-production color, and it's unwelded. It, it, it's a really cool piece. It's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, should we, should we move on to a, a, another highlight? So what do you think, Brock? You want to talk about the, the, the proof card next? Sure. Sure. Right. So what, what do we have here? <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I think, to me, it's, these are some of the most underrated proof cards that are out there. There's not a lot of them in existence. They're all, you know, uh, one-offs as far as I know. But during the transition from uh, the 48 back characters to the 65 back characters, before they had the artwork finalized and everything, they decided to mock up some revenge proof cards with black and white photos pasted on top of said cards and uh the photo was i i guess the card chosen uh was to mimic what the background color of the figure was going to be on the final production thing you know like you know with nine of them having a blue background on this card back they chose mine in particular uh was princess leia right uh, oh, nice. original leia revenge is is card yeah i mean it's a great combination because most of them you know the, you know there was a lot of bestman guards i think there may be one out there that has han hoth on it or whatever but I want to say 15 of the characters have showed up of the 65 back release characters of these. Uh, Nyhausel uh, had them years ago or whatever, and they they sat on his list for a while and just completely overlooked. But to me, they're some of the coolest pieces that are out there. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's this combination of black and white and color and, yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's... you know, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, this particular thing kind of inspired one of my favorite pieces of weird archive party ephemera. Yes, but we we went to yes. like great great lengths to recreate this for for nine lives our our cat character yeah. as a mock up, and so like you know Jared and and Chris did an awesome rendition of this where they even on the back they created a a, a princess Laperm cat Leia as the back, so it was like. It was just I don't know I, stuff like this. Just it makes me re like remember how much this kind of weird stuff means to us. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love that paying tribute to an item is as awesome as this in that way. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it, anything that's handmade like that. I mean, you know, chromos and proofs are great, and I love them and everything. But you know, those are printed off and such whatever but these are actually somebody had to take the time to sit and cut these things and hand make them to mock them up you know to see what was going to look you know get or whatever and to me they're just they're some of the nicest pieces out there and a lot of a lot of people don't even know they exist at this point because you know once they disappeared in the collections back there you just don't see, you definitely never hear of them changing hands anymore yeah oh, I, never yeah. Saw, no. I can't really, remember any really of them cool yeah it's uh, it, it, if, mean, if you're out there it's been a while if you're out there and you ever feel like hey how come like none of the really cool pieces ever come up for sale. It's because a hundred percent of them go through Brock. So like whatever, whatever the thing is that you want most, whatever your grail is, Brock is currently doing a three-way trade with two other people that aren't you. Uh, and actually not him. So three entirely separate people and he's going to trade your grail, you know, he's, you just don't know it yet. That's yes. the thing. You don't yeah. know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've been guilty of that in the past, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> All right, and Steve, we're, we're, we're going to get to to a market watch, which I'm pretty excited about. 
But before yes. that, Uh-oh. you know, we've we've gone through a lot of these beautiful nine love offers and and why does he love them and flapjacks and all that. But this unloved thing, Steve, I don't even know if I'm interested enough to even talk about it. So <laughs> so. What oh, wait, is it? hold on, hold on. <laughs> there there was one other one other important piece from from Brock that we didn't cover. The. Oh. Uh, the uh, the artwork for the sweepstakes poster. Okay, all <laughs> right, Steve. I guess that's probably cooler than the Coca Cola cup we're about to talk. Spoilers. Um, okay, so all right, so there was a sweepstakes, right? And and this sweepstakes is pretty amazing um, because it's got this artwork, and it's got it's got um, Darth Vader on one side. And then, of course, on the other, Nub, and on the other, Akbar. <laughs> so this must have just been because they were going to be featuring those two characters in, in offers. Why do we think it's those two? That would be my guess at that point, with them technically being the first two Jedi characters to be released, I guess. You know, you know, Mellaway at the end of the Empire line, and then, you know, Nub being the Mellaway at the beginning of the Jedi line. That would be, maybe it was so far you know, ahead of the actual toys coming out, that that's just what they had to work with. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Kenner thought that they were going to be way more important than they ended up being. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it just makes sense. Maybe that's all they had to work with at the time. Yeah, so, so this is the original art for uh, sweepstakes. What was the sweepstakes? What was the, the first prizes? What was the grand prizes, even? Grand prize, I believe, was uh, one of every Return of the Jedi toy. Really, and and made, a trip yeah. to uh to the premiere, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. It's a preview of the new Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi, and you could be there if you're one of five grand prize winners in Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi sweepstakes. Grand prize also includes Kenner's complete Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. Entry deadline April first, nineteen eighty three. Thousands entered. Only five win the grand prize. Details on posters and entry blanks at participating stores. Your entry gives you a chance to be one of the first to see Return of the Jedi. So it's a pretty ridiculous like, prize. I would wonder, you know, I wonder who ended up actually winning this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it's uh... funny because uh, last year maybe I got an email from. Uh, or a message to Facebook or something from Jared Clark or whatever. And he pointed me to uh, an auction that was on eBay and it was actually a list of all the winners from the sweepstakes that huh. Kenner had printed up or whatever, it had all the actual winners listed. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. And, and I immediately bought it because I had the poster and I've got some other sweepstakes stuff. You know, of course I've got the shelf talker and I've got some other letter internal stuff from Kenner about the sweepstakes or whatever. And I, you know, it's the first time I'd ever seen such or whatever and you know got all these kids names and cities and everything listed on it so uh, it was kind of neat seeing a list of winners because there for a while i wasn't even sure if anybody won to be honest with you i never heard anybody you know any announcements or read anything about any announcements so it was kind of neat to see a winner's list okay so all right one thing here the five grand prizes is a once in a lifetime adventure for you and a thrill for the whole family. Win a trip to see one of the U.S. Pre- uh, previews of the most spectacular Star Wars movie yet and take your family with you. Plus one of every Return of the Jedi toy in the Kenner 1983 line. So I don't know if you know this, Brock, but um, you know, our best friend in the whole world, 
Stephen Brahi Daniels, actually does a <laughs> podcast about movie experiences. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I, I've heard of it. He, he talks I about check it out he talks about going to theaters and stuff. It's great. So <laughs> I think if you had theaters. The, if you had the names of the people who got to go see this Kenner contest, I think that our good friend Steve would actually track that down. So I, I'm going to do a three-way trade. Brock, you give Steve the names. Steve, you track these people down and find out what it was like and find out if they still have their figures. And if they have a Chewbacca, get me one. And like, you know, like, this is so cool, Brock. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, completely out of left field. I'd never, you know, seen such or heard a thing. And Jared just, you know, seen it and it's like, hey, man, I think you need this. <laughs> so I went and checked out to see what it was. And it was pretty affordable. It had a bite now on it. I didn't even think about it. I just jumped on it and bought it. And, oh, man, that and is. It's just a piece of paper with a bunch of names, but it's cool. But it means so much. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's I awesome. I mean, it, it ties in with everything that I was doing. I mean, like I said, it, it, it the artwork was one of those pieces that I wanted for a long time. I remember when it turned up, it was uh, back in, I don't know, 2007, 2008, maybe, that it turned up and was found. And I wanted it then, and it didn't work out, and then I'd been after it forever. I was able to get it, I don't know, about three or four years ago, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what's and, what's crazy about it, too, is, like, the actual produced poster, it's all, uh, like, the characters are they're photographs. They're not, you know, yeah. hand-drawn, yeah. but this like, art yeah, is all, yeah, all hand-done. All yeah. hand-done. It looks like it's marker. There might be some watercolor involved, too, but for mm -hmm. the most part, it looks like it's all done in marker. And whenever it, it's... It doesn't do it justice to see a picture of it, but whenever you get right up on it to see the detail... Invaders helmet the way that they use markers to make you know all the angles and everything of this helmet is it's amazing it really yeah. is it, it really is like maybe it's one of my very favorite pieces in your collection for sure um it, yeah. it's near the top it, it may be my favorite piece it, it's it's neck and neck with a couple of pieces up there you know out of my collection my favorite things so really just yeah because it's so the final poster was photographs but this is painted yeah yeah, yeah. This is all hand hand drawn with marker. Everything, the whole the whole thing's done and marker. So, so it's not really the original art. It's a mock up. It's like almost like a concept piece, you know, like a yeah, yeah. That's super weird. I mean, I I would assume there's some kind of photo art out there somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, or whether it's ever you know turns up or if it survived at all, whatever. You'd think there would have to be some kind of a cut and paste thing, right? You know that they yeah. did, you know, to mock it up. But no, this was. Like, like Steve says, probably a concept piece. Okay, now, well, now I'm, I'm going to do something right here because I, now I'm getting excited for, for Steve's podcast <laughs> he's going to do. Because um, this also, this sweepstakes is affiliated with that kind of shelf talker art, right, of the kids going into the movie theater? Or is that, that was from Star Wars. That was not from Return of the no, Jedi. No, that was it. You're right. That's this yeah, one. It's, so, all, it's all part of that same, same sweepstakes. Yeah. This is right in your wheelhouse, Steve, of like, it so is. what I'm going yeah. to do right now is I'm just going to take 30 seconds and I'm going to watch the Kenner commercial for the sweepstakes. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm actually going to unplug, uh, I'm going to unplug this so that you guys are going to be able to hear it and we'll see what we can, what we can glean from this commercial. It's our second commercial, uh, offer code, uh, Brock. Okay. Grand Prize also includes 
which carries complete Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. Entry deadline April 1st, 
There's actually <laughs> quite a few people on the first prize list in California. All right. Huh. Well, All right, that, Steve. So we, we've talked about your dang movie-related paraphernalia. Are you happy now? Can we talk about the stupid unloved item now? <laughs> yes, let's, let's talk about the stupid unloved item. <laughs> All right, Steve. Tell me about the stupid unloved item. There isn't a whole lot to say. It's a Coca-Cola tumbler that uh, that features Nine Num on there, among among some other characters. But um, I uh, I don't know. I just love the the artwork on it. I, I it's one second. Let me just get it pulled up here. Okay, I don't have one of these, and I need one. <laughs> so yeah, it's got uh, on one side, it's got a really interesting depiction of of Akbar. So this could have easily been an unloved Akbar item, but um, on the back or the other the other side, it's got uh, it's a similar depiction of of Nine Num, but same on that poster artwork and same on his card back, and then it's got General Lando kind of there with him in this uh otherwise really plain <laughs> image it's just like the ground it's got the spaceship and he's very very active but the the other one it almost looks more like i don't know like a, a weird it should be it's on like a weird the, plate on a wall it kind of looks like a family photo that neither one of them wanted to attend yes that's a good way that's a good <laughs> yes. way to do it <laughs> so yeah i mean this is just one of i think 12 of these these cups you get it at 7-eleven um but i just uh i don't know i I, we've i don't know if we've talked about any of those cups before those those weird plastic uh tumblers that coca-cola did but this one um i don't know i just thought hey might as well get it out there that uh that it exists i mean i don't know yeah the, the the thing about this is that like this got me down a a archive rabbit hole uh in which there's all these items in the database that don't have pictures, and I just die to see them. Yes. Like, there's one that says, um, display poster, 7-Eleven tumblers, set of eight. Like, wh- what does that look like? Yeah. Darth Vader tumbler, snow biz, display poster. And, and they're all in the, the Duncan Jenkins world of just like, what what does that look like? What what do you, what do you got? Like ah, what is this stuff? <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few. Even just yeah, just in this particular rabbit hole of of Coca Cola stuff. Yeah, I, I will say the framing device of of Nine Nub and Lando is odd. The, the the Napoleon Dynamite posed photographs <laughs> and, and just the way they like the single star above Lando's head it's yeah it's it's fairly desolate I, yeah I don't know it's it's there's something off about it and that's that's actually what I like about it <laughs> all right okay uh, good. So I, let's... I am looking on eBay and I can't find one so mm. that might be pretty rare right that's, that's yes. what we're going to go with that's why I don't have one because they're rare <laughs> right dead rare <laughs> Okay, Steve, so you are now ready to give us the real deal market watch. One dollar flicks. Market watch. Yeah, um, are, are you guys ready? <laughs> I am ready. 
<laughs> sure. Let's All right. Do it. So uh, this is this is coming from uh, a report that Fratastic Pete did uh, towards the end of the summer. Um, so these are they're not nine num items. They're they're just general vintage craziness items. Um, and uh, I've got let's see, I've got four, and then I've got a, a fifth one as a as a potential tiebreaker. <laughs> If we need okay. it. Um, all right. Up first, we have... Wait, wait, what, yeah. what are the stakes, Steve? Oh, I don't know. Uh -oh. See, this is where no, we no. always get get lost. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you're um, the one that usually comes up with them, so... <laughs> okay. Um, if I win, um, um, Brock has to say that uh, James Brown is better than Prince. And <laughs> if Brock wins, I have to say Prince is better than James Brown. Simple, yeah. Okay, but, simple. But, okay, but that's easy for you because you know that's right. You wouldn't be lying in this scenario. You wouldn't be lying. Oh, okay. All right. You, you see, you see, Brock, that that your proposition is like saying that sunlight is better than the sun. You, you understand the problem of what you're saying? Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, Steve. Describe right. the items. All right. Here we go. Item number one is a uh, mint on card Ben Kenobi uh, Meccano figure. So it's the square card carded Ben Kenobi. Uh, it's not graded looking on the as far as pictures and condition. Um, it doesn't look terrible. And it's got a little bit of uh, looks like some creasing on the corners of the card. But the bubble looks good. Um, there isn't much else to say. It's it's not graded, so keep that in mind. Okay. It's so, but so it's not a refill not... or anything like that. No, it just uh, I think it's just it's everything should be good. It's just a uh, it happens to be ungraded. Okay, but I mean, there's the weird thing where, oh, you know, Jawas are common, right? Square cards and Obi Wan's are not common, but they're the second most common. So, but do people know that? Are people dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumbs who don't know that and spend a lot of money for this? All right, I'm going to write a number, and I've written down. On well, let me get a piece my of paper. piece of paper out here. Let me. Get, okay, here we go. Uh, All right, Sky, you uh, have your number. Okay. I've got my. I, I I have my number. Okay, I wrote down one thousand eight hundred and five dollars and eleven cents. All right. And what do you got, Brock? I wrote down $525. Oh, those Sky. are 2005 prices, Brock. Sky, 1800 You were very close. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> dummy, dummy, dum-dums. Thank you so it's much. That, you know, it's, it's, that, it's the Meccano knowledge there. You know, you yes. got your, your expertise. <laughs> going up. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, yeah, we're down one. We got one round in the. <laughs> okay, but but when I when I was in Croatia, um, we were going along that like the the castle like where they filmed Canto Bite and all of King's Landing and Game of Thrones. And yes. I was like making a joke about they they should film a James Bond movie there, but I said by mistake they should film a James Brown movie. So I spent the entire time walking atop <laughs> of this medieval fortress, being like, ah, gonna jump oh, over the wall now. Ah! <laughs> it's it it very funny. So that's the new fun thing. Imagine all James Bond movies, but with James Brown instead. <laughs> oh, like, oh that, like that is. He builds up a lot of suspense. Like name is Ah, mm, Ah, mm, mm, Brown, uh, and, and, and like uh, yeah. Anyways, all right, moving along. 
All right. Sky one, Brock zero. Yes. Yeah. All right. Item number two is a uh, radio-controlled R2-D2. It's packaged, and this one is graded AFA 80. <sighs> God, the dummy, dummy, dum-dums. This is a nice item, but it's stupid. This is all Kid. stuff I don't follow. <laughs> That's what makes this fun, because I would have had no, yeah, no clue. It's the stupid <laughs> black popcorn hair. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, I have my you number. It, you said it's an AFA 80. AFA 80, that's right. Okay. And it's not a Q grade or nothing like that. It, it's nope. sealed. I think it's just a straight 80. Yep. All right. Sky, what do you got? $2,660.08. Okay. Uh, all right, Brock. Um, I'm going to go with... Nine hundred and fifty-two dollars. Nine hundred and fifty-two. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> two thousand two hundred. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said I don't follow any of this stuff. <laughs> you have oh, to just what? start aiming high. Night train. <laughs> all right. That's all. You know, the stuff from the prequels. I don't. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said any movie before Jedi is a prequel. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you you still got a chance to uh to make a comeback here. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> all right. Up next, we have a a loose set of the first seventy seven figures. Uh, all appear to be complete. It looks like maybe a. I don't think these are graded. Maybe one or two is graded. Most of them are just loose, and they have apparently all their accessories. Uh, I don't really think there's much more to say beyond that. Uh, so 77 figures, uh, Star Wars through Jedi, complete set, loose. Star okay. Wars through Jedi, complete. No Power of the Force figures. No. Okay. Oh, ooh. thanks for emphasizing that, Brock. I would have over, I would have overpriced. <laughs> Let's see. I pay four dollars for each of the Chewbacca's I have. Seventy-seven <laughs> times four. I can't do that. All right, I have my number. All right, and I'm writing mine down now. All right, Sky, what's your I'm gonna what's go your with guess a bit, here? Uh, buy it now for two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Twenty nine ninety nine ninety nine. Okay. All right, Brock, what do you got? What do you got here? Uh, I'm gonna go thirty four ninety nine, three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars. Bargain two thousand two hundred and twenty five. Wow. So, well, that sounds like you know <laughs> mid two thousands prices. All right, now we're gonna get back and get a drummer show. I don't say I lose because it's a mother. Color. We'll make my color. So, Pete, Pete points out that 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 averages about thirty dollars a figure. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, wow. it's uh Whew. That's not Still. bad. Well, I, all right, let, let's do the next two. Just see if you can at least have a have a respectable, um, you know, respectable. See if you can pick up a game here. All right. Up next, uh, we have. Uh, this is going to be another tough one for you, Brock. Um, it's, hey, a, uh, it's a it's uh, a Death Star playset. It's boxed and it's graded AFA eighty five. 
Yeah. So it's it's a big item, but it's also in very nice shape, and it's in this giant acrylic case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, do you have your number? I do not. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what an ungraded one sells for, let alone what a graded one's going to go for. You're acting like I know this information. I don't know anything. Okay. When is the last time you bought a production toy? Does that count in the Chia Pet? <laughs> Uh, of any kind, a carded figure or anything, production. Uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Uh, that's what we'll go with oh. 20 years ago. That's about that's about right for me. No, um, I, I don't know. It's fairly recently, Brock. That's fine. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like I've neither neither of you guys would... Day. Yeah, this this item wouldn't necessarily be on the list for either of you. That's why I'm I'm having kind of fun picking things like this. <laughs> yes, this is good. All right, I've got a number down, and it's I don't know. It's going to be really way high or way low. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> All right, well, what, let's let's hear it, Brock. Seven thousand five hundred. Okay, and Scott. I just wrote down the words brutally on my page. Five K flat. <laughs> All right, well, 6,855, so there you go. <laughs> wow, Brock picked one up. He picked a game up. I didn't go over. No. I'm batting 200. <laughs> uh, yeah, 6,855 for I'm above the Windows Align. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, whew, wow, just crazy. Wow, yeah, and is there, is. is there a tiebreaker as if it was a tie? Sure. I, I figured we'd, we'd end up going through all five of these anyway, just because, but, um, <laughs> uh, all right. This is another one that, uh, I think neither of you would, would be interested in for your collection, but that's, what's going to make it fun here. Um, all right. We've got a, uh, 12 back Darth Vader graded AFA 95. So insane grade for a, uh, a, a popular, early figure okay i'm just gonna think about what i would pay yeah okay i think i have my i think i have my oh, I, don't, I, I, I can't go that route no but that, that, that's not gonna work for brock How would I just what i'd be willing to pay like right now like right now if you ask me what would i be willing to pay i have it okay, okay i'm ready you ready and you said and you said asa 95 95 that's right 12 back 12 back it's a 12-back okay. A, yeah. Oh, 12-back A? Yeah. Oh, that changes everything. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. All right, Sky, sure what do you got? Uh, I've got uh, $32,000. <laughs> okay. That's my just <laughs> right now money. Yes. <laughs> you, you said 32000 right? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well under that. <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got $13,000. Wow. This was a steal, six thousand one hundred. I don't know how that's possible. Wow, but... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Given the, the general insanity, yeah. <laughs> well, Sky. Wow. <laughs> I, I well, mean, I because you were that far say. off, does that give <laughs> maybe yeah, extra no, points? Nope. I'm just gonna wait and and hear the 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 truth uh, be spoken to me by one Brock C J Walker. <laughs> that James Brown was so great. The prince modeled his career somewhat after him. How about that? 
Uh, fine. I won't even tell you the story about when my friend met Mars Day. That's fine. You don't get to hear it, Brock. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it's right along the same lines, right? <sighs> well, anyways, speaking of <laughs> defeat, uh, Steve, we haven't wrapped up the baseball season yet, have we? Uh, I was hoping that would just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> because, you know, the, the episode's over, Steve, right? I think, yeah, we've, we've come to a... a a close pretty quick here <laughs> yeah we've come to a close pretty quick the baseball season is over um none of our teams won but the astros lost so i think we all basically feel like we all won the world series um, <laughs> yes we all there, we there's all won just a little yeah, bit just a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i just wish that on the the tv broadcast they would point something out guys i don't know if you know this um, Jose Altuve is actually like shorter than most Major League Baseball players, and I feel like this is just never brought up. And they don't talk about his like spunk or his his spark. They just never mention it. And also, interesting, there's a player on the New York Yankees baseball team named uh, Mike Judge, and he now get this is very oh large. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, uh, excuse me, Aaron Judge. Yes, Mike Judge. Um, he, he created Beavis and Butthead and has talent um, and doesn't choke. Um, so, Aaron Judge is very, very tall. Anyways, it's just a very, I just, I, I love watching baseball on TV during the playoff times. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I, I do, but. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, no. When the Yankees series was over, my season was over. I didn't watch one single out of the World Series. No, so, I uh, yeah, couldn't, I'm, I'm one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But. but the important thing, obviously, for all of us here, because the people listen to the podcast not for Star Wars, not not for me, but they listen to it for the excellent, the excellent fantasy baseball talk. And <laughs> and Brock, you are the commissioner of the league, and you've been the commissioner for the league since when? Uh, two thousand four, two thousand five, probably. Right. So for that long, guess. and and so Steve and I compete with you. Um, well, I thought you and I don't really compete with Steve. Um, we compete with each other. Yeah. Steve I just kind of hangs around down that's, there. That's that's more accurate. <laughs> now, in 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 the fifteen years that Steve's been playing, how many moves has he made? Like how many like pickups and drops and trades and stuff? It might be less than four. <laughs> I, I was thinking that I didn't make as many moves this year as I usually do because I was actually fairly happy with my team for most of the season. But I got to think about it the other day that I think last season I made more moves than Steve has in all the seasons combined. Yes. <laughs> well, to be fair, like the one I think last year, I don't think I made a single move, and my team did the best out of any year I've ever done it. So I, I, I don't know. It's it's getting me towards that. Uh, just just leave it, let it be, and. Uh, and <laughs> And hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, but but this year was was this year <laughs> maybe one of the best, most exciting years that we've ever had, um, because it really came down to the absolute end. Um, I was in second or third place for most of the end of the year. Brock was in second or third place for most of the end of the year, and it really came down to like the very last day, the very last like game. Like I had to have a pitcher pitch just right, and I think it's a heartwarming story, Steve. You <laughs> finished one two in the league. 
that's uh, it's you and Brock, right? Yes. Oh, it's, it's it yeah. was very sweet. So see, it needed uh, to be. If I was in twelfth, it would have been. I, I would have just quit. Actually, I think. yeah, yeah, that 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 would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, no. but the, yeah. The last the last three weeks of the season were were pretty entertaining from a fantasy standpoint, or whatever. And then, like you said, you had to have a pitcher on the last day pitch just right, and I did too. And unfortunately for me, but great for you, yours did, and mine just completely. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why I went to the mound that day. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that was really fun. That's the first time I think that Brock and I have both finished in the money. I mean, there's no money involved in the top two spots. No. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, you, at some point you need to send me that top one spot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I sent you an email about it and said, hey, let me know where you want the money go, and you never responded. No, you didn't. Yeah, that you doesn't didn't. sound go, like go, me. No, not at all. You would never do such things. Go, go look at your Yahoo sports messages and see if there's not an oh, end, end of season okay. message. Okay. End of season message in your email. All right, yeah, maybe, maybe you did that. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Brock's yeah, favorite maybe, thing is maybe. when people complain about his his commissioning. So, so that's that year. That was fun. Um, Steve ended up finishing in ninth, which is not you know not. It's not, not the 12th. worst I've ever done, but yeah. uh, close. <laughs> and and friend of the podcast, uh, Aaron Longbine, uh, uh, <laughs> psycho doogie, <laughs> he finished. I've never the seen anybody guy. finish that poorly. He finished that poorly that wanted to finish even better. I mean, he kept at it all year and was constantly <laughs> asking people if they would do trades or whatever, and he still had maybe the worst finish I've ever seen in one of our leagues. Poor guy. 24 points. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, you understand. There's there, there were 12 people competing, okay? I won with 87 points. He He came in last with 24 points. 11th, second to last place, had 50. <laughs> he was doubled up by the second to last place finisher. That, that is a defeat of the absolute heroic proportions. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry, but Aaron. He, he, he will be one of the first ones to ask me next year when the league getting started. He's enthusiastic. Yeah. Was it? So uh, oh. good for him. Oh, man. That's, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, right. hopefully people have tuned out by now, except for the other eleven people in our in our league. And yeah. uh, and we'll Steve and I will say our own little goodbye now. But let's just yeah. say goodbye to Brock. Yeah. I, I, as we do that, I I just I gotta mention. I think I sent this to to both you guys or I've talked about it before. But there is this this image in like a new comic of Chewbacca and Nine Num in the Falcon cock like in the cockpit. That ever since I first saw it, I just I cannot disassociate it from the two of you like i just when i think of like yeah i don't know it's such a positive silly thing but i don't know brock you, you've seen this right <laughs> i have seen this and I, I tried to find the original art for it because i wanted it really badly and i contacted yeah. the artist of the comic book and talked to him extensively and unfortunately the art does not exist because it was all done digitally there's oh, no man. actual physical oh. art for it oh. yeah yeah, and well, he was willing to sell. He said, well, I've got some other books that I've done. It's like, I, you don't understand. I want this one image. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. the piece that I want. And oh, just, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a really nice image of them pounding it. So, so, so Steve, whenever. Uh, what? You might want to back <laughs> up just, what you said there. It's just Chewbacca and Nine Nub in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon just pounding it out. 
You know, <laughs> just two co-pilots just in the cockpit. Oh, flapjacks at it again. <laughs> old, fla- old flapjacks and old red rocket just pounding it out. Um, but uh, but I want you to imagine <laughs> when, when your daughter is born, Steve, I want you to imagine Brock and I, just like the nine gnome and Chewbacca, pounding it in the Falcon. Well, well, okay? I want that to be the first I, I thing was, you think about. I was going to go more for like, you're both on uh, on my shoulder, <laughs> you know, over my shoulder here as these guys. Not not so much that, but not you pounding know? it out, the Falcon. Well, not pounding it out over your shoulder either. I hope. <laughs> no. Oh wow. me. Why do I get the feeling this is going to be edited out? <laughs> oh, it will not be. I I think it's great when two guys can pound it out. You know, it's like it's a sign of like love and affection. Oh me, it yeah. is. Oh. It's uh, it's it's good to be to be back uh, doing the podcast here. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, I was, exp- again, I was explaining to my wife that it's not going to be a crazy episode. I'm like, it's not going to be Gargan Largan, and I was trying to explain <laughs> it. She's like, I think I know what that means. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, oh, it's fun as always. Glad to hear that things are going better and looking up. Huge congratulations to you and Tessa and all that good stuff. So exciting times for sure. Thanks, Mike. Good night, bro. You feel the focus. Feel, 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 feel. Feel Feel my Yankees fan who also likes Prince. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Okay, that was awesome. All right, Steve. Well, we already did our feedback at the beginning where we had our Havens talk. (laughs) Um, Yes, yeah. But so, uh, we're at a, a key, key juncture here. Now, there's there's two ways we can go. I have a feeling I know which way you're going to lean towards, but I, I got to present the options regardless. So we can either consider this the end of the 65 back season and just pretend that Logre and Cheap Chirper are stuck in the abyss for eternity. <laughs> okay. Or or we go we go back and we, we give them, or at least Logre. I don't think we talked about Logre at all. Um we give him an episode in in retrospect. Um, the other option is we we start a new season. We jump to the seventy seven backs and we go with Nikto. So, those are the two paths. Which which do you think we should uh, go for? <laughs> it's going to be December. Uh, yeah, it'll be December. <laughs> huh. And or we'll you know have... they have the winners and losers, right? So it's, yeah, the uh... winners and losers. So it might be actually be in January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let's do low gray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think good. So think so send your it. low gray thoughts to to the pocket wampa line. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, Steve, I'm getting too tired. I gotta go to bed, bro. Sounds good. Did I just call you bro? You did. This has got to stop. You got to stop, brother. Okay. All right. Um, Cool. Well, then, um, something used to say Yeah. Wampa Wampa. Adios. With his colorful Star Wars picture display pad and certificate.